I'm Maggie Forbush, and we are people who sell stuff. No topic is off limits. I'm your sales and marketing expert, entrepreneur, and business and life coach. We'll be tackling what it means to be a human pursuing personal and professional growth through weekly discussions, as well as interviews with coaches, professionals, and of course, people who sell stuff. If you're interested in sales, marketing, and self-development, you're in the right place. Hey, welcome to the People Who Sell Stuff podcast. I'm Yana Dashevsky, an intuitive life coach, and I help people get a life. (laughs) That's so perfect. Help people get a life. So obviously we're going to need you to explain a little bit more what that is. I think some people think of life coaches and they're just like, I I don't know what that is, or they have such a misinterpretation of what it might be. So tell us more about what you do. Uh, it's so funny. I actually just picked that up from someone else, by the way. Um, and I was like, yeah, that actually is kind of what I do. But I think there's a couple asterisks in there. I help people get a life they actually love, a life that they feel satisfied in, a life that they enjoy waking up to every single morning, even on the tougher days. And I think that is really what coaching is about, but also from my own personal perspective of coaching is we all obviously have a life, but do we have a life we absolutely love and are in love with when we wake up in the mornings? And that is my number one goal to help my clients reach that. Oh, I love that so much. And for people that are listening, Yana and I met online, became fast friends, um, we've done a ton of clubhouses together, all the things. And I think we both watched each other grow as coaches in like just a couple of months, even, you know, I feel like it happened so quickly and you're definitely one of those people that's like a product of your product. Um, I know a little bit of your story, probably more than a lot of people, but, um, what led you into this, you know, one life coaching and then two, your passion about helping people really love the life that they wake up to every day. So tell us your story. Well, you're right about that. First and foremost, I got a life. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so interesting too, because if you would have looked at my life several years ago, before I became a life coach from the outside, it would have looked picture perfect, right? I was living on Maui, I was working 20 hours a week at the restaurant industry at nights, making great money, having all of the time during the day to surf, play, hike, adventure, enjoy. And on the inside, I was miserable. Like I was really dissatisfied with myself, with my life. I felt like I wasn't living in my purpose and my mission. I felt like And really it happened when I reached this caliber of restaurant industry work where I got myself and on Maui, the hospitality industry is huge. It is a main career. And so I worked my way up in the industry to where I was working at a really well-known and prestigious restaurant to work at. And I was getting great shifts, great tables, got that seniority level, kind of like everything I was striving for. And I woke up one day and I was, and I just saw like the next 40 years of my life. Like I was in one of those jobs where people stayed until retirement. And a lot of people were really satisfied with that. And I personally was like, wait, 
I'm just going to be a server and a beach bum for the rest of my life. Like this doesn't feel right. This there, I feel like I have so much more to offer to the world. And so interesting. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like, it's so interesting. Cause that, like you said, from the outside, that seems like such a dream. Like people like I'm making plenty of money work at night. I can do whatever I want during the day. I live on Maui. Like people are like, that is the dream. And you woke up with that. Like, I want more from my life. Like so fascinating. It really, it's, it was, and, and this is kind of so much of where I take my work too. And what I mean by getting a life is for some people, that works really, really well. And a lot of my coworkers, a lot of people that are living on Maui still to this day are living that life and loving it. Like that is their deepest desires. That is satisfying to them. For me, I always, from a really young age, knew I had intuitive abilities, knew I had this little energetic spider sense was extremely empathic, was really curious about the world, about God, about spirit, about life in general, always wanted to ask deeper questions. I was a philosophy major for a while in college until my mom was like, what are you going to do with that? You know, Um, and I was always a searcher and a seeker. And for me personally, the job that I was in and the lifestyle that I was living capped off on my ability to search, to seek, and to be of service to others in a way that I knew I had intuitively within me, in a way that I could give so much more and in such a bigger way. And so that's where my own disappointment came from, right? And my Mm -hmm. own intuitive knowing, like, I am meant for so much more than this. And that's where, if we don't listen to our intuition, it's not going to go away. It's just going to keep calling us to our, to our greater purpose, our greater mission more and more so. And if we continue not to listen, it's going to lead to depression, frustration, physical illnesses, so on and so forth. And that's what was starting to creep in for me. And I was like, I've got to do something about this. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what, like, what did you do? Like you, okay. So you like had the moment of this is not what I want to be doing. I want to be doing something different. You notice all these things kind of creeping into your life that were not positive things, right? And then like, what kind of bridged you from that point, that realization and that realization of like, things are not going well and, you know, getting sick or having dependencies or whatever was going on to like, now I'm going to be a life coach and help other people with this and like get my own life together and do all these practices to like stay together and have a life that I love and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, long story short, I started looking for different career paths on my time off and I was like thinking about what is it that I could do. And I was actually decided that I was going to become a lawyer and do a lot of pro bono legal work and started studying for my LSATs and kind of like going through the motions on that. And 
for some reason, it's like the universe knew, but all of these life coach ads kept popping up on my Facebook feed, become a life coach, get a life coach, hire a life coach. Like it's almost like the universe knew, like I was in a career transition. I was looking for more or something and just keep kept giving me these ads. So I remember clicking on a couple of them and being like, what's a life coach, you know, and just kind mm-hmm. of looking at the whole thing and then being like, oh, okay, that's cool. And just ignoring it and putting it to the side until one day. Tony Robbins showed up on my Facebook feed and you know to to anyone who doesn't know who Tony Robbins is just stop the podcast right now and go on YouTube and like Google a Tony Robbins video he's like (laughs) six foot giant and he demands and commands so much attention and he's like on this Facebook ad like you can have a job and a dream and a lifestyle that you absolutely really do love and he's like screaming at me okay okay I'm listening what Hmm. And um, I clicked on the ad and basically he had a certification program for becoming a life coach. And I was like, you know what, if I don't do anything else, that's like, it seems like I can help people. I can be of service. I, it just, it was calling to me and that ad you're talking about people who sell stuff that ad sold me, you know? Yeah. And I decided to enroll in life coaching certification program. And then I started learning all this stuff and the coolest thing is in my certification, I just created this huge transformation for myself. I learned mindset. I learned like so many different tools and just started seeing, Hey, how much my own mindset was affecting my environment and where I was. And then came time to graduate. And I was like, wait, I'm going to be a life coach. And I've never had a life coach. That doesn't seem right. So (laughs) that is when I hired my first coach. And so I kind of hired my first coach and started building my business simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And that as much as the certification was awesome, the work I actually did inside of my own coaching container for the first year and a half, two years, transformed everything for me. Huge. Like now I'm not living in Maui. I, you know, I mean, we can get into this, but mm-hmm. it, it has propelled me to do some deep soul searching work to go inward so much and to really come into my authenticity, my true self. And that has been the biggest inspiration and the greatest tool that I have to offer to my clients, because I know what they're going through. Like I've been there, I've done that. And it's, it's an inward journey. And I mean, I've had a life coach ever since, and I don't see myself stopping working with one on some semblance or level ever. I love it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so cool. I want to like dive more into that, like stepping into your own authenticity, because I feel like this is a place that uh, so many people struggle with or just don't even know how to begin or it's scary. You know, they've been told their whole life they need to be something other than who they are, um, And I feel like you just really bring like exactly who you are and you're constantly bringing more and more and more of that. And I think that's so beautiful. So like, tell me about that part of that. Like, how do I find my own authenticity and how do I step into that? Yeah, I think, you know, this is just even so recently, like in the last two weeks, one of my coaches post in a group that I'm in, I'm in a, in a coaching program to help you really excel and and train yourself on your own coaching skills. So you can be a better coach for your clients. And my coach in there posted, what is it that you're working on? Or like, what's a statement about yourself in, in your own coaching that you really want to embody more. 
and people are dropping some really great statements. And as I looked at that post and what dropped in was like, my intuition is so keen and I'm allowed to use it in my coaching because sometimes like just quote unquote coaching isn't really an intuitive led or a spiritual. So even though there's so many spiritual coaches, but it's not one of those, like just in my coaching certification program, there's, there's a, a standard and a program and, and asking powerful questions and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. But to like have these intuitive hits that come into me. And I know that so many of my clients, like I do use that with my clients, but it's not really a standard coaching tool right. so to yeah, that, definitely not. that we're taught in coaching programs. Mm -hmm. And so even in the last couple of weeks, ever since I wrote that, I was like, I'm an intuitive life coach, like, like allowing myself to step greater, more so. So I think it's also what I'm trying to get at really is that it is such an evolving journey, allowing yourself to be more authentically you. And you really highlighted on this so much. Oftentimes, deep down inside of us, we know things about ourselves. We have these callings, we have these desires, we have these yearnings and like, they feel like they're in our heart, in our gut. Like we're just pulled to be that way, whether it's playful, whether it's really stoic, whether, you know, it, it's not the same for absolutely everybody. And then we grow up in a world and a system that trains us to kind of be like, one way, right? From school systems yeah. and standardized testing to what, and, and bless our parents. Like I know mine were just trying their best all the time. There's no blame here. Um, but my come from a family of civil engineers and computer programmers. So like the energetic feeling, like everything was so very logical and this is what you do. And, and so we're, we were just told and programmed from a long, from a very young age as kids to fit in a certain societal box. And I think coming into our authenticity is like unbinding ourselves from all of these boxes of how do we expect someone else to look at us? How do we expect, or how do we think we should be right? Whenever we're using mm -hmm. that word, like I should do this, or I have to do this to really start questioning that but do we and can we and and what and really starting to hone into that little soft subtle voice inside that says like no you're you've got a great intuition no you're really really funny use your humor more no that outfit is so you and so what if it doesn't fit into what everybody else wears in the office can you yeah. show up in it right and it's soft and it's subtle but it comes with when you express that part of you, it feels right. Like it just feels so good for you on the inside. As long as you're able to separate from that rational part of ourselves, that's like, like no, 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 no. Don't do this. Don't do that. Right. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That hit, like that hits home so hard for me because that was like my entire life up until a couple years ago was that should and like, you know, how should I be showing up and what should I be wearing to the office or to sales meetings or whatever it was and like, how do I fit in and not stand out and I know that was like such a hard part for me early in my career like corporate career, because I was 
Like I stepped in at 22 and very quickly, it was like, I was the go-to tech support person, which meant I was like traveling a lot and being in front of clients. I can't tell you how many times they were like, how old are you? <laughs> like, should you be here kind of thing? And that forced me more and more into the like adopting what everyone else was doing so that I could like fit in and kind of like slide under the radar on things that were like me, you know, like, like again, the clothes you wear, how you act, what you say, the, you know, just who you're putting out as who you are. Right. Um, and really kind of hitting a point of like, I don't even feel like me, like who, who am I? Like, who am I? I have been fitting myself into a box for years and years. It started before corporate, right? It was in school, the same thing, right? Like what path am I on? What box do I need to fit in to, you know, stay in that path kind of thing. And, um, breaking that open has been really, really interesting. So I totally identify with that and the, the pain of like recognizing, like I am basically shitting all over myself. It's like, I love saying that shitting all over myself, um, and not showing up as like who I actually am. And I think I see that with a lot of people too. And a lot of people that come to coaching, I'm sure this is like probably exactly who you work with a lot of times is people realizing like, not even being myself like is that accurate it's it's that is definitely a huge aspect of what my clients come to me with is and I just I love this so much because and I think maybe it's a little bit different in the business coaching world or in you know especially if you're going like I mean there's so many niches business coaching career coaching relationships coaching so on and so forth there's and coaching is very goal oriented so it's future focused and and we're really helping our clients step into that version of themselves that has kind of um evolved to that next level of themselves whether it's in business whether it's in relationships career so on and so forth and I always start my coaching containers off with like what is your goal what is your goal for this container and I cannot tell you, and I, to me, it is like the most precious thing because I find that it's the foundation of all of the other kind of niche oriented goals. And yes, I'll, let's work on career. Let's work on relationships. All of that is so important. But when my clients come to me and their number one goal is to have a better relationship with themselves, mm. to have a greater connection to spirit, to God, to have a more intimate connection, right? Rather, that's another should like, oh, I should connect to God and source and spirit through the way I was taught in my church or my religious affiliation organization. There's a specific way to pray. And like for I have clients literally tell me like, I want to have an intimate connection with God. And that's their goal. Like I, to me, that just like brings chills up and down my spine because I know that once we come into our authenticity, once we learn to listen to ourselves, our own internal guidance system, and we learn to trust ourselves and we learn to love ourselves from there, anything is possible. Yeah. Oh, that's so pretty. Like, I, I love that. Like, I love that vision. I love, I love that perspective. And and I know you work with people on like all the things, like people come to you with all the things and you help them with all the things. Um, and I do know that this, the talk of like spirituality and connecting with yourself and with God and all that has become like something more and more that you're actually starting, like talking about. I know when we first met, like that you didn't really talk about that a lot and it's, you've really come to um, being able to communicate that really well. And I just think it's like so beautiful. And um, I'm just curious, did that come through like 
kind of your own connection with yourself and with God? Did that come through working with clients and realizing like, oh my gosh, this, this is what I'm really helping these people with? Like, how did that kind of connection happen? Or did you always, was that always part of it? You just didn't talk about it as much. Like, I'm so curious. Yeah. So I'll tell you a super fun story. And I think this relates so much to authenticity and coming into your own knowing yourself. When I was 16, I didn't get a car when I was 16, but my parents got me a car when I was 17. I had to a year later, because I was a little bit of a party animal when I was in high school, my mom <laughs> wanted to be on the safer side. And interestingly enough, as much as I love partying and hanging out, it was all almost like a distraction from what I really wanted. And when I really, from a really young age, I remember being 13, 14 years old, like, like asking my family, because my family wasn't religious or observant or, or God oriented in any way. And by the way, when I say God for your audience, like that's the word I like to use source, spirit, universe, light, infinite love, whatever works best for you, because I know God can be pretty triggering for some people. And so insert yours here. Um, and just want to make that caveat because I think that's really important. Um, but I was always such a seeker and, and just asking my mom, like 14 years old, what is the point of me being here? What, what is the purpose of life? You know, these types of things never really got satisfactory answers, obviously didn't get them in high school. And when I first got my car, I remember the first weekend I had a car to myself. I got in it and Maggie, I drove around to like Buddhist centers mosques churches synagogues and like would walk in and be like I need to speak to like who's in charge here because I need to learn about God and somebody needs to tell me like you guys are claiming you have the pathway to godliness like <laughs> somebody tell me what's up and in all of those interviews I was like eh, I get it but like it's something doesn't seem right. Something doesn't sit right. Maybe if anything, like Buddhism was the one that I affiliated with the most at that point in time. And then when I went to college, I, um, and so my background is I was born Jewish, um, but my parents were born in the former Soviet Union. And so was I in Uzbekistan. And we actually came to Atlanta when I was seven years old. And if you know anything about the former Soviet Union, there is no expression of religion really there. And so I didn't grow, I knew I was Jewish, but I didn't grow up with like any kind of religious mm -hmm. organized, like, like it was like a Jewish holiday would come around and we would be like, is this the one where we light the candles or dip the apple in the honey? You know, like every, <laughs> let's, can someone Google this please? What do we do? Yeah. And, um, and in college, I just wanted to make friends and I joined this like Jewish group for, for, college students um because I saw them at one of the original like what is it called orientation you know where all the groups are yeah. and um it was free pizza and lunch and learns and I was like friends pizza cool like sounds great in. In. <laughs> right Jewish okay I guess I'm Jewish like that gets me in not a problem yeah. and the rabbi that led these gatherings for the first time in my life, I heard something about God that like blew my mind and was like, whoa, there's something here. And he specifically, him and his wife and are part of a community that is a ultra-Orthodox sect of, of Jewish, I guess, background. However, their whole ideology comes from really ancient Kabbalistic sources. 
And really, he started explaining to me like basically the chakra system, but from a Kabbalistic point of view and our relationship with God and our purpose and our mission and for creation for the world, why God created like all of these different things. And it was the first time that I was like, oh my gosh, this makes sense. And that led me on a whole other spiritual journey. I started studying Kabbalah. I actually, after college, moved to Jerusalem for a year and really involved myself in deeper Kabbalistic studies there. And it really like turned on some circuits. However, then I got back to the real world and started, went, moved to New York, was going to work in corporate and all of the things. And I really saw Jewish communities, right? So there's one thing about the teachings and then I saw the communities. And again, I was like, ooh, there's a disconnect here. I don't belong. Like this isn't like what I was learning isn't really being put into practice in the way that I want to see it, right? And so I kept being this seeker and I kept, I just kept traveling and journeying, um, which led me to Maui. And on Maui, there was a whole other connection between actual elements and the earth and the water and the, and like, I mean, you live in Montana, there's something so majestic about being in, in like these natural energetic vortexes, sort of say. Maui was one of those places where I learned so much about spirit and source and especially the ancient Polynesian culture really um, turned me on quite a lot. And so I, again, this has always been something that I personally have gravitated towards and had this affinity towards. And then when I came into coaching, I got my certification through a Tony Robbins program and it was very like mindset based, very, again, this like standardized, this is what you do mm-hmm. as a coach. This is how coaching works. And nowhere in there was like, use your intuition, study energy. You can talk about God with your clients, right? And so when I first became a coach, I thought I had to, quote unquote, do it the way that I was taught. And it's been through my own journey of like me coaching with my coach, stepping much more into my authenticity and bridging this gap of like, yeah, I do have these mindsets tools. Yes, I do have these coaching skills. And who am I? Like, what do I bring to the table? What's unique about me? And that's okay. And I can utilize that. And all I like, I just like, don't lie to people, right? I mean, this is a sales podcast. This is where we can kind of go into this. Like one of the things that I ask people on my initial consultations and, you know, now that I'm especially so much more open on it with it in my social media marketing and just the way that I express and talk about it all the time, I tell my clients, but if somebody comes out of the blue like one of my questions is like what's your relationship to a higher power Mm. and if you don't have one that's totally fine and I have so many amazing coaches I can refer you to (laughs) because if if like that is a part of an experience of working with me and I do talk about it and it doesn't have to be a certain religion a certain type right again doesn't matter what Mm -hmm. word you use but do you want to connect to a greater spirituality? Because that is going to come through in so much of my work. And if that's not your thing, like not a problem, it's just, I might not be the coach for you. Let me, let me give you some referrals to some people. And, and I've never had anyone be like, oh no, 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 that doesn't work for me. Thanks. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. So you really are like attracting the people that do want that and do, you know, are like, even if they don't necessarily have a relationship at that point, they're like, I am seeking, (laughs) I'm seeking one. I I don't know what to call it. I don't, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. So that's been kind of, and 
And again, I think it's evolving. I think the more that I acknowledge and tap into these gifts myself, instead of like, oh, there's no one, right? There's not a Harry Potter school in the regular <laughs> world. Like no one's, there's not a lot of places teaching you how to really hone into and tap into your intuition and actualize it. And the more that I allow myself to seek those places out, the more that I allow myself to be guided in this way, the more that, like, I mean, recently I have just allowed my intuition, my connection to higher power to guide me to sales and to my next clients. And like, I've had the coolest stories on that. And the more that I allow that to come through, the more that my coaching business is growing in this way, my clients are getting results in, in this way, connecting to their own higher power. And so, yeah, it's, it's, and this is the thing about authenticity. It's like, un, it's like a blooming onion. We're just like unlayering all of these boxes of like, no, I don't have any, a great example of it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. And it doesn't mean that I can't express myself. So let me just put those fear thoughts and people are going to judge me and people are going to think, who am I to talk about these concepts and spirit and source? And I'm not a Buddha and I'm not a yogi and I'm not right. I haven't like, who cares? Who cares? Just come out and be me. And the more that I do that, the more positive results that I find. Yeah. Well, and I love how you connected that back to sales in the sense of the more that you're your authentic self, the more you talk about this, the more that, you know, like you said, you put this into your application or your first conversation with people of, do you, you know, are you seeking this type of connection or however you ask that question, but like, and that part of that honesty, that transparency, that I think that builds so much trust when it comes to sales and when like your mark, like marketing is still part of sales, right? It's like the beginning part, it's the introduction. It's the like, this is what I have going on. And it's just so interesting how you brought up like the more that you are authentic in that and talking about it, like the right people are coming to you and they're finding you, right? Oh yeah. Or I'm finding, or I'm like, being guided and led to them too Ooh. in really interesting ways. I'll tell you a really cool story on this um, that just happened with one of the most recent clients that I've signed. Um, I was in my kitchen cooking lunch one day and I had this like, okay, so back up a little bit. Before this, I was working with a business coach for a few months and I love what she brings to the social media world and like her branding, her marketing, her business is just like, it, it's amazing. She's amazing. She's such a great human being. And I loved everything, her vibe, all of the things. And so I decided to hire her to help me with my Instagram marketing, branding business, whatever. And the whole time working with her, I felt like I was like swimming upstream. Like it was very much so like kind of, again, this, like there's a technique, there's a process. This is what you do post on Mondays, post this on Wednesdays, post that you got to have this many stories a week. You got to have da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. These are the ways you need to go on Canva and create your perfectly aligned pope, like things, pick a font, pick a, you know, like all of yeah. the, I'm like, that's what I hired her for. But in our work together, I was like, oh my God, like it just felt like I was like swimming upstream. So, and my intuition kept being like, Yana, trust yourself. Like the way other people do things doesn't necessarily mean that it's the way, but I kind of like ignored that for a month and a half. And, mm -hmm. and finally I, I like allowed, I eased into it and like, I wanted to keep working with her, but I'm like her strategy and what she's teaching me is just not for me. So I ended our contract two months early. 
And um, a couple of days later, I'm in my kitchen and I felt like this huge weight off my shoulders. And I'm like, okay, I'm set free. Like, how do I create sales? How do I create my next client? How do I do this authentically? And I'm cooking lunch. And I just like the way I do it is by having a conversation with my higher power and, and doing it so intimately. And I was like, listen, God, I'm ready. Like, I'm so ready to, and oh, and by the way, working with her, like I signed clients on the beginning and then I had like this two month lull and I felt like it was like pushing upstream. So I hadn't signed any clients for a couple months. And I'm just like, I feel relaxed. I feel at ease. I'm cooking lunch. And I'm like, listen, God, like I am so ready to serve. How can I be of service? Where's my next client? Who are they? Lead me to them, guide me to them. And I get this like hunch It's not even like some people say they'll like hear a voice or something. Like for me, it's much more of a felt experience. And I get this hunch of like, go answer a question in a Facebook group is basically what this hunch was. And I was like, okay. And like the way your intuition works is like, it's a flashlight, but it only shines like two feet in front of you. And then you got (laughs) to step into that two feet to see what the next two feet are. Like answer a question in a Facebook group. Like, okay, fine. So I make my salad, I'm sitting down on my computer, I'm eating my salad, I'm on Facebook and I'm starting to look through all my groups and I'm like, this group, no, this group, no, this group, no. Finally, I see one group and I'm like, oh yeah, I can definitely answer someone's question in there. So I log into this group. Now it's a group of 90,000 people. Oh my and gosh. also like, I wasn't there to like, that's the, I wasn't attached to like making a sale. It was just much more like, like, the hunch was like, just go be of service in a Facebook group. So I was like, okay, cool. And I'm looking through posts, 90,000 people, one post. I'm like, no, that's not the one. Another, no, that's not the one. All of a sudden I see this post and I'm like, Ooh, I can totally jam on this. Like I could totally help this individual just felt very called to answer. So I go in, I write like a really heartfelt response and we end up going back and forth on the thread. And then I'm always like, you know, this about me on Instagram. I'm like, if you need anything, like reach out in the DMs, I'm here. I'm just like, I generally want to be of service. So we take it to the DMs and then he starts asking me about what it's like to actually work with me. And I go to add him as a friend and I shit you not, we can cuss on your podcast, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Perfect. I should not. I go to Adam as a friend and this guy lives 40 minutes away from me. Oh my gosh. A group of 90,000 people around the world. Like we're literally in the same town and I'm, I'm also like, I'm very into genuine connections and I'm like, listen, like this is insane. So you live right down the street, like before thinking about working with me and all of the things like, let's go grab lunch. Let's go meet each other. Like, let's, you know, like you're right here. I could offer you so much more. So we have this really awesome lunch by the end of lunch. He's like, for sure. I want to work with you. And then here's the story gets even cooler. So now we've had several sessions together. It's been really, really fun. And, um, and he joined, I do these like new moon gatherings and circles once a month, which are absolutely free. If anybody wants to join, come add me on Instagram and hang out. I'll invite you um, every new moon. And he joined the circle and we're talking and I was saying how my birthday's coming up and we're going on a, I'm going on a trip soon. And he's like, oh, my birthday's coming up too. And I'm like, when's your birthday? And literally he has the exact same birthday as me. He's like, this is so crazy. Like this type of stuff doesn't, you know, and it's been so like, 
easy, fun, enjoyable, no official, like I didn't have to sell anything officially. Like I just got to authentically be myself and was like guided to. And, and since ending this relationship with this coach and stopping to swim upstream, I've signed three clients and they're all like, just like reaching out to me. Like, I love your stuff. I love your vibe. Like just reaffirming, like, Hey, maybe what I'm doing is already enough. And like having this like straight conversation with God of like, listen, I'm here, lead me to my next person. Like no consults necessary. No, that one of the other clients that I recently signed, like we, we worked together very shortly earlier last year and she calls me and she's like, I need your help. And I tell her my price. And she's like, oh, okay, hold on. I need to go talk to my husband. And her husband literally runs out of the other room. And it was like, pay the lady, pay her whatever she's asking for. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I love like that. The opposite of objections, right? He was like, you were oh, so yeah, right? We were working with her. Like, just pay her. Like, let her take our money. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. And that's like, I feel like what you know, like, I have found like my calling, I'm communicating it, you know, I'm really stepping into it is when you have people like that, that are just like, yes, I am in, I'm all in, take my money. Like, (laughs) that's so awesome. It's really, and, and it's been, you know, and by the way, I know that you teach on this too. Like some of my most incredible clients who have done such incredible work. All my clients are incredible. I hate, I hate saying it that way, but like just two people that I'm thinking of in general that have had such great progress working with me and like literally changed the course of their lives had huge money objections to start out with. Mm-hmm. And so I'm all for overcoming objections, but not in like a, I need to make this sale, but like, what's really best for this person? Can I just show them their brain? Can I show them what's going on? Can I show them where this objection is coming from? So I'm not saying like, I know there's some philosophies in the industry of like, oh, it should just be this easy, flawless sale. And if they have objections, it's not really meant to be. I don't think that's true either. And I think both are so valid. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love you touch on that. I actually, today when we're recording, I don't know when this is going to come out exactly, but like I just dropped a objection handling podcast that went live and it's so much of that. So much of what we're taught, like taught in sales or you see taught in sales is this very much like someone, uh, Matthew, he hashtag Slayer app. He runs the app. Um, he brought it up of like, it's gaslighting. Like you're basically gaslighting people into, or like, you know, telling them that they're wrong in their objection in order to buy from you. And like, that's not a cool thing to do. So like you said, I think we're on the same page of like, objections are not bad. Like they're totally normal for people to be like, Ooh, money or, Oh, that's a lot of time or whatever it is. It's so totally normal. And like showing people their brain and how they're thinking and really kind of coming to the place of like, is this the right time, the right investment? Am I the right person for you? You know, like to get you the results that you actually want, like that's the goal. I don't want to have someone hire me and not for some reason it not line up and then they don't get the results right? Because I, you know, tricked them into buying from me or whatever. It's like, no, you're going to get results if you believe that this is the right container for you. And you do that from a place of like really deciding for yourself, is this the right place to be? Is this really where I want to put my energy? Yeah. 
No, it's so it's it's so important. And I think that touches on something else when it comes to sales and coming to being a product of your product. Like no matter what you're selling, one of the most of like this, I know for certain, I love coaching. I love what it has done for me. Mm-hmm. I trust myself and my coaching skills so damn much. I constantly, it's not like I trust them because like, it's woo woo, some fairy magic. Like I work on it. I invest in programs that help me elevate my coaching skills. I get coached. I, you and I, how often do we have these conversations where I'm like, Hey, I need some colleague coaching. You know what I mean? Like I'm continuously putting myself in those environments, being coachable. I'm continuously practicing. I'm continuously coaching other people. I'm mentoring youth right now, which has been a really, really cool other thing that I've taken on as part, but like, I'm always like, I'm doing, you know, these new moon circle, like I'm always continuing to practice my craft and, and in doing so last year before our clubhouse room, I started a clubhouse room where literally it was like coaching anyone on anything like, and that's, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and it was just one of, I started that specifically. So I could practice like coaching a complete stranger on anything. And it was like inner child healing and intuitive, like, you know, kind of like Mm -hmm. somatic work, meditative space, going into your body, working with the emotions in your body style of clubhouse room. So like we got things left and right from all like, and it gained some notoriety and some popularity. We had a lot of regulars and, and I specifically started that room to like put myself in these uncomfortable situations of, of, of let me get better at coaching because I love it so much because, Mm -hmm. and now I'm at this place where like, if I take a client on, I know I'm going to help you get results. And, and even if there's challenges in our thing, like, I'm always going to check in with you. How's this working for you? Are you still, are you still happy with this coaching relationship? Are you getting the results that you want? Is there anything about, cause I'm not perfect. I'm human too. Is there anything you want me to shift or reframe, you know, and, and, and being willing and open to be that way in my containers makes selling so much easier. Yeah. Because it's always like, you're like coming from service. It's really like, I care about you and your results and I'm going to do everything possible to make sure that we're getting you those results that you want. Yeah. A hundred percent. And this is like, so true, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, but like whatever you're selling, the selling is going to become so much easier if you actually believe in what you've created in what you're selling. Yes. And you just totally embody it. And you've, you've talked about that a lot today, which I think is so wonderful for people to hear is that like, how do you embody whatever you're selling? You know, like, are you doing the things that you preach? Right. And, and are you constantly practicing and growing and trying to evolve what that is so that you can help people with whatever things they bring to the table. Right. And sometimes it is, I feel like people bring something to the table and in the moment it might be like, okay, haven't dealt with this yet, you know, but the the beauty of it is being able to you know get off that call knowing that you're having another call and like now I get to figure this out because I am so committed to this person to helping them I'm gonna go figure it out I'm gonna tap into my resources into you know where I learn into myself we're gonna make this happen and I think that that is like for me like that is such a fun part of being in a coaching space obviously I'm a business coach I do like life coaching is part of that because like everything is so like intertwined. Um, but that almost like problem solving when it comes to helping people is so, so fun. It's like the funnest puzzle. 
I think, especially when on the other side of that in the coaching industry is the result of someone getting a life, <laughs> but like a life they really love and they really enjoy, whether it's a business that they really enjoy or, or launching a concept and feeling so fulfilled in doing so, right? Or coming into their authentic selves or it like on the other side of us figuring out this puzzle together is someone else having a life they really love. Yeah. And like, oh, that just gives me like chills and tears thinking about that. Like, um, let's, it's so, it's so worth figuring out. It's so worth all of the little nuances of it to be able to deliver that result to somebody. I know. Oh, it's so beautiful. Well, I know we're coming up on time. I knew this was going to be a problem for us because I know that we can talk forever because we've obviously done a lot of clubhouse, clubhouses and I know we can just get into it. And I had like a totally another topic that I was like, we're going to dive into. Um, but I think this has been super valuable. Um, and so kind of, we'll save that for our next podcast. I'm totally having you back for sure. And um, before I'm obviously going to have you tell people how they can connect with you, but any final thoughts that you have that you want to share with people about what you do or just that stepping into your authentic self or anything, anything you want to share before we wrap it up? Yeah, you know, it's really coming through right now is... I was coaching with a client yesterday and she's in an environment in a situation right now where she's got to deal with an individual that's fairly intimidating. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think about just the world in general. Like the world can be so intimidating sometimes when we take on a venture to sell stuff that can be so intimidating sometimes. And we kind of created this diagram, you know, like in math where you have like the greater than and less than symbols, like five is greater than two or whatever, that, that kind of like triangle on its side. We wrote down this equation where it's like intimidating person is less than power and confidence. And no matter how intimidating these challenges in life can be, no matter, you know, if you're new to selling stuff and, and figuring out the tech or the, all of the things behind it, the more that you, and for her, it was like stepping into her power, stepping into her confidence. But I think for the purpose of this podcast, to kind of sum it up, the more that you can trust yourself, the more that you can step into your authenticity, the more that you can embody who you are and really love and appreciate that. And what I want to add on asterisk asterisk is the more that you are in a divine relationship with your higher power, that you are being taken care of, that, that, that everything is exactly as it's supposed to be, no matter the challenges, the more that that intimidating situation gets smaller and smaller and that you can handle anything. And so kind of wanted to bring that into to your audience is like, yeah, sales can be tough and you're powerful as fuck. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. That's so good. And you're powerful as fuck. Definitely. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. You know that I just absolutely adore you and love you and love what you're doing. And oh, I'm just so glad that you were able to share with my audience today. But how can people find you? Because I know, like we said earlier, you are definitely like someone that hangs out in the DMs. People can always reach out. Um, but how can people find you and connect with you? 
Yeah, my favorite is totally come hang out on Instagram. Um, and my my handle there is um, we didn't really get into this today, but it's a fun story. I'm gonna just share it and make the podcast yeah, two minutes longer. But my name, Yana, which I was named in Russia, so it's not like this was ever intended, but happens to be an acronym that someone actually pointed out to me while I was working in the restaurant industry on Maui. And the acronym Y-A-N-A is for you are not alone. And that's like so much of my, of my biggest goal and my mission. Like it was always so meant to be is to make sure people don't feel alone in whatever they're trying to do, whatever they're trying to accomplish, just in their own skins and their own bodies and their connection to the divine. And so my handle on Instagram is you are not alone underscore coaching. And um, if you want to go traditional, you can go to youarenotalonecoaching.com. That's my website. Send me a, a message through there. Um, and that's where I usually post my new moon gathering signups, but I got to change, I changed the date like the week of, um, but that's where you can register for those. And yeah, I would love to invite anyone who's listening, like come hang out, come get to know me through if this new moon circle sounds really good to you. It's, it's really awesome. I do a guided meditation in there. We all kind of just like release what's on our hearts what's what's happening for us it's a really great opportunity to actually just get coaching from me um and i'll use my intuitive gifts in those circles for sure i promise and so that happens once a month but more than anything just come say hi on instagram you are not alone coach you are not alone underscore coaching perfect and i'll make sure that i link those things um, in the show notes so people have access to that and that they can find you and everything and thank you so much for being on today Ugh, Maggie is so mutual. First of all, like congratulations on launching this podcast. And I am so grateful to be a guest. And and yeah, our our connection is just, I feel so blessed to have met you through this online space. And and you're such an incredible human being, incredible soul. And thank you for just being you. Really, really grateful to have you as a friend, as a colleague. I feel the exact same way. I do. We'll end it there. <laughs>